and welcome to By the Railside Podcast Movie Review. Uh, this week we have Jeff. Hi. Justin. Hello. Jordan. A bunch. And myself, Zach. Uh, this week uh, we watched a movie that uh, uh, first rule is we're not allowed to talk about it. So thanks for coming out. See you later. Say bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. All right, should we talk about it now or no? Yeah, I guess since no one's listening anymore, we can probably talk about it now. It's okay. That's true. We scared off all the everyone else. All the posers. The fake fight clubs. The fake what? Whoa. We're not supposed you to talk to sit about outside it. outside for three days before we let you in, you know. Yeah. That's true. We only tell one person about it. One person knows you can stay in there for three days and we'll let you in. But everyone else, you just have to get abused. This is perfect because we got one viewer, maybe. Yeah, hopefully they don't tell anyone about this. I'm joking. Do that. That would be dope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about Jared Leto's hair? I know based on previous movies, we all love Jared Leto. I want to shave him. Wait. Jared Leto's in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. He was the, the, the blonde-haired guy that got... Oh, that, I didn't like, even recognize him. Up. That's I, like... I, I had no idea. A lot of people, I feel like, wouldn't recognize him because he's... I think there's like four or five scenes with him uh, when his face isn't fucked completely. And the rest of the movie, he's like... Uh, Sloth. Hey, you guys! <laughs> was, was he famous before... Like, while, when he was in this movie, or was this, like, one of his first roles? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he was fairly famous beforehand, because he's the, the singer from that band that I can't remember. 30 Seconds of Mars? I'd take longer to get to Mars, I'm pretty sure. Not him. <laughs> he's he, a got quick there, he got there in that one movie. Yeah, Meatloaf is in this movie, too, right? He's Bitch Tits? Yes. Yeah. Bitch Tits Bob. Fun fact about Bitch Tits Bob, his... Uh, they had to make him a fat suit because he'd actually lost a bunch of weight. Uh, but his bitch tits were full of bird seed. Well, then it wouldn't be hard for him to, like, waddle like that because that'd be heavy as hell. Oh, fuck yeah. Bird seed. Like yeah. bags of sand. <laughs> his fucking, uh, like, little arc thing. Or his his pre, pre-fight or his pre-fight club uh, arc was so dumb. I was uh uh infomercial guy for working out and supplements, then I took steroids, then my wife left me, and now my kids won't talk to me. Why won't your kids talk to you for taking steroids? That makes no sense. No money. You found out you got you take steroids, you're no longer a bodybuilder, you can't do the competitions, you can't do your commercials, you got no money. Wife leaves you for Jerry down the block because he's he got in- testicles. Yeah, and he invested in Bitcoin early. Uh, apparently <laughs> apparently Jared Leto's like character name in this was Angel Face. Yeah, I think that was due to the fact like when he was getting the absolute shit kicked out of him, uh, like right after uh, Edward Norton was just like, I wanted to. Or, he's like, Why did you do that? I wanted to destroy something beautiful. Yeah, it's so pretty. Not anymore. Now you look like sloth. Also, that wasn't his first role. Uh, first role was in a TV series called Camp Wilder. He played Dexter. Two episodes in 1992 and 1993. Two episodes. Jeez, calm down. Those are good episodes. At least nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, I don't know, like, any of the things he was in 
prior to this. <laughs> I got a full list. We'll do. We'll come back to that later. Basically, Fight Club. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why. Watch the goddamn movie. It came out in nineteen. This was the first time I saw it. Yeah. But oh, really? We live under several rocks. Yeah. Oh. This is a really old movie. Um. But yeah, it's a movie uh, about a guy who doesn't take enough naps, and then he uh, develops multiple personality disorder. I mean, that's the the supposed twist at the end, right? Did you uh, did you find it like surprising? No, you I could mean, see that coming yeah, from a okay. mile away. Yeah, I remember when I remember people talking about this when I was a kid, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's like crazy ending," and I was just like, "But they say." Like, there's so many hints towards it, like, very early on. I was kind yeah. of, probably the most boring part of the movie is when he's, like, discovering, like, that he is uh, Tyler Durden. And it was, like, pretty obvious. Like, I, I felt like they didn't really need to go over it that much. Like, they were hand-holding the audience too much a little bit. But it was, like, a supposed to be a blockbuster, so. Yeah, and I guess, well, for the 90s, you can't really expect a huge amount of effort. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, like, the first... What was the first like big hint? For me, I the think it was the moment probably... they met and had the exact same suitcase. That was one. That was when you called. I okay. Let me rephrase. That's not when I called it, but that was the first hint. When I called it was probably, uh, when his apartment blew up, and then he called Tyler Durden. No one answered, and then Tyler Durden called back the payphone. I'm like, that doesn't happen. There's something up here. I forget where. Um, my very first note on this is I know this because Tyler knows this. I forget where that was, but it would have been within like that, the first minutes that was the like the first scene. Yeah. yeah. My so first note is bitch tit Bob's tits are filled with bird seed. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, very hypocritical nar- narrator because uh, he went to all the support groups so they can cry to actually fall asleep. Uh, and then when someone else did it, he got royally pissed off. Like, this yeah. is my shtick. Get the yeah. fuck out. You're a tourist. So are yeah. you. The one mm. one group I could understand, like you getting legitimately pissed because a woman showed up to a testicular cancer survivor group. Yeah. <laughs> and no one says anything. Yeah. But then at, at, like she does make a valid point. Like she has more of a right to be there because uh, the narrator still has his balls and she doesn't. She could get away with being there by being like, my husband died of it or something. But That's true. But I, 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 yeah, I don't really know if it was like a survivor's group or like yeah. it was all men that are like we are still men but we're gonna cry into each other's shoulders because bother to freeze frame or anything but the the flashes of tyler like the single frame thing did anyone like stop it like was there anything interesting in there it was just a frame of him other than the very end one which was his dick it was just frames of him was it his dick i thought it was just it wasn't his dick it was the 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 porn scene yeah because my last note is big black cock yeah Yeah, no, it was uh, that part. I I actually enjoyed. I enjoyed the like, just you almost knew that he it was just coming into his mind because it was just those little quick little frames of just Tyler Durden popping into the narrator's vision. So you just yeah. slowly see how he's he's both either going insane, but also a coping mechanism for his just feeling mediocre. And not having any sleep. Apparently he flashed on the screen six times. I saw at least four that I bothered to look at. Other than that, I don't know. Didn't take note of it, but I want to say I, at least three I saw. 
I did Google. I, I remember counting four flashes and then the the time when uh, they were on the like escalator in the airport and Tyler was yeah. just like riding the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. And then they met on the plane. So wait, okay. Yeah. So he had the full row to himself. But so Edward Norton, because like that's how they met, was the the plane, and they were in the exit row, and Tyler Durden was talking about like the big responsibility, and he's he's like, yeah, I don't think I'd have that. I I, I don't think I'd want to be responsible for that. Motherfucker, you're the only one in the goddamn row. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of instances in this movie where it just doesn't make sense uh the inter not the interaction between the two because if you're crazy you just can't talk to yourself but uh like things happening like the the major one for me was the scene the car crash scene he's just like arguing with tyler durden in the front and the two in the back this is just fine. He's just yelling at himself in the front. The two in the back are just like, yep, the only time we'll say anything is when he asks himself a question about Project Mayhem. Yeah. Other than that, this is completely normal. You don't ask I mean, questions about Project Mayhem, and asking him why are you talking to yourself, sir, is a question about Project Mayhem. Yeah. I mean, they've already bought into the cult, like, knowing he's crazy, right? Like, you would know he's insane, like, 20 minutes of being with him. Yeah, it, that, that one still seems a little extreme. And the he he was the one setting up the the weak um uh fucking fight clubs too. But then Bob's like, I go these days and I've never seen you, even though he's the one that sets them up, so I think he for those ones he probably just set them up and then never went. Like maybe he's like, Okay, guys, uh, he had some people come to him on Saturday or something, the Saturday Fight Club, and was just like, we can't make it on Saturday. He's like, well, fucking just do it these nights. I don't care. Because he said, like, uh, later on in the movie, he was talking about, like, all the fight clubs and all the different cities that he had made. Yeah, that he had been to, too. So he was the one that set those ones up, too, is what but I But he set thinking. them up to be independent. Yeah, which is fine. It's just, I, I don't know. It I seemed think, weird. I think that's fine. Like, I mean, you can set something up, like, a. Uh club and then you, you can still only go once a week or whatever but it continues to go on without you that's fine i didn't really see that as like any kind of weird thing i i do get what you're saying though jeff clay it is weird that uh, he he goes on these different nights but he's never seen the actual creator but i mean a lot of the people hadn't ever seen him because when uh later on in the movie when he's trying to figure out where tyler went ha surprised your fucking head uh, he's talking to those two guys in the bar, and they're like, oh no, he's like a complete ghost. I hear he changes his, he gets facial reconstruction every three years. So yeah. obviously, they don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> so I think it was just like, he he went uh, a couple times, or like, since Bob was in the same building, I feel like it was probably, he just set it up like, okay, we're going to do it this night and this night as well. Uh, don't talk about it, but if you want to bring new people in, go ahead. And then Big Tits Bob shows up. And then he beats the shit out of Tyler Durden slash Edward Norton, or the narrator, if you will. Yeah. Chokes him out with a motorboat. That's how I want to go. <laughs> that eight-foot vampire from the new, was it Resident Evil? Yeah. <laughs> Choke me out. That's how I want to go. The, uh, fucking, when he's, like, his bag gets stuck at the... Um, the, the airport, <laughs> the fucking bag attendant guy's like, every once in a while, it's a 
dildo. Yeah. And we can't say we can't we have to say it's a dildo. We can't say it's your dildo. <laughs> he's just like, I don't have any he's like, okay, okay, okay. Well the phone here, clearly. Also, was that actually happening? Because uh like okay, he was talking to him and then he just like after the guy's like, Alright, whatever, it's not your dildo. Um, then he like walked away and then Tyler Durden stole some dude's car and I noticed he had a bag with him. So I was thinking like, maybe that didn't even happen. Like it just happened in his head and Tyler Durden actually just picked up his bag for him, stole that guy's fucking Mustang and then peaced. Yeah. But wasn't, wasn't he holding a bag the whole time? Uh, that was just his carry on yet. Yeah. And wasn't Tyler Durden didn't, wasn't that just his briefcase? The one they said he had the same one of on the plane. I don't know. It looked like a bag that he tossed in the back of the tr- the car. But again, I'd like I didn't freeze frame it and and take a good look. I'm just going based off my my memories. Yeah. He took the car from. I'm pretty sure it was one of his cult followers. So. Was it? I don't think so. Well, maybe later on. But he like freaked out in the uh, in the beginning of the movie. Right? Yeah, and that was before they started Fight Club or anything like that. Yeah, because like they started the Fight Club. What, that was like night. the moment after they met yeah before he even got back to his blown up apartment maybe that's why yeah okay so he had to because tyler went to the narrator's apartment and blew it up which the way he did it was kind of confusing but i guess it makes sense if you're trying to like stage a break-in someone sprayed freon in the lock and then tapped it out dude you're yeah. the same person you've got the motherfucker's keys yeah you could just open the door and blow out a pilot light and then light a candle. It was to throw off the cops, though, not to throw off himself. That's true. But I guess maybe a little bit to throw off himself, because, like, he had no... Like, when he got the first phone call from the cop about his, like, apartment actually exploding, he had no uh, recognition of anything. And when he heard it was a break-in, like, he was just like, all right... Someone yeah. broke into my house and then blew it up with dynamite. And he never suspected that it was Tyler, even though... What, Except for during the conversation, he had a flashback to Tyler saying um, all the stuff you could blow up with household items. Yeah, yeah. and like he knew how to make dynamite. I think there's... Yeah, I don't, I don't know about the fucking airport scene there with one of him stealing a car and the other one standing around and then taking a bus like two minutes later. How did you guys feel about Marla? Was that was that character actually decent to make you question? Like if you didn't if you didn't already figure it out, like to make you question, like is this guy fucking like insane or like what is she insane? Yeah, it was a little obvious. I think like the first time after they fucked, um, well, first four times I guess, first night, um, <laughs> when she came down, it was like it was very obvious to me. Like she thought they hooked up, and he was just like. Why you gotta be so loud, bitch? I'm just trying to eat my cereal out of this Tupperware. Yeah. I mean, like, she's clearly mentally ill, but just not on the same level as him. So it's just kind of like, a, they're both very destructive. Like, she's suicidal, and uh, he just kind of, like, enables her to do what she wants to do, so. I did notice that uh, Tyler Durden actually hardly like the the interactions with them with like between him and marla i think he only spoke once to her 
throughout the the whole thing, and that was when it, it, he knocked on the door, or when Edward Norton, the narrator, was peeking in, and was, just, and then the guy, and Tyler Durden opens the door, and the, hey, you want to join in? And then she goes to say something, and he just yells, "Shut up!" But she was behind the couch, so she actually didn't see him. So yeah. like, you don't see that she sees two people or whatever. She just heard she always, and then it's like, "Oh, who are you talking to?" Yeah, she, she's like, "Who are you talking to?" And you just hear her yell, "Shut up!" Yeah, back to fuck. Yeah, which I guess makes sense because he also said later, like the next day, like, "Don't ever talk to her about me." Yeah, which. Like, which is so questions. sketchy yeah like why don't you want me to talk to your fuck buddy about you like or even mention your name but at that point it's like he's just so far into the delusion because hey i met this guy on a plane uh we went out for drinks because my apartment blew up and now i live with him and it'd been a month at that point i think when they actually like him and martha started uh or marla started doing the nasty and throwing the condoms in the toilet which is a horrible idea because that is an abandoned fucking house that is falling apart. I don't think you need any chance to ruin your plumbing. Also, yeah, it's just, a bad idea in any plumbing. Yeah, and then just leaving DNA everywhere. That's fine. <laughs> whose DNA is whose, though? Because by the end of it, I mean, with all those people in the house, you you got to think some of those guys were making Project Mayhem in their pants, or on the floor, or on the wall, in the sink. Can't ask. <laughs> It's part of Project Mayhem. Yeah. Jack off everywhere. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Here's your homework assignment. <laughs> That's not white paint they were using. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed was, uh, like, in the beginning, before uh, Tyler, well, before the narrator beat the shit out of Jared Leto, like, Tyler Durden had, a, like, a, a special relationship with him. Like, he was a hunter... Uh, Jared Little was 100% dedicated to the cause and then after they like kidnapped the chief of police and almost mm -hmm. cut off his nuts um, he gave him like a special side mission he's like you take these guys go this way do your thing and yeah. then uh, later on when he was like talking uh, to the group was like you're not gonna be oh fuck what was it oh yes he speaks about how we're... we all want to grow up and dream about being rock stars and as he's saying that he's staring at Jared Leto yeah. Which is funny, because I, I was actually, uh, I think about a year prior that Jared Leto had started, like, 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is, like, great concepts throughout the whole thing. And the guy who, the guy who directed it actually went on, and he directed some, like, very decent movies. He, he had seven before that, but uh, he did The Social Network um zodiac which was pretty good uh curious case of benjamin button uh what else gone girl apparently that's good i haven't actually seen that one and then a girl with a dragon tattoo you haven't seen gone girl i thought we no. watched that together that's got ben affleck's and uh that woman that makes me afraid of women <coughs> rosamund pike yeah she's super conniving in that movie you never seen it man you gotta never, watch it i've never watched that movie it didn't seem like an interesting, uh, what's premise? Yeah. Okay. Is David Fincher like Buddhist or was this movie just kind of vaguely based on that? Um, I'm not sure. I know it was based off of a, of a book. Well, maybe it's me, but I got like very like Buddhist vibes. The, the uh, beginning half was entirely Buddhism. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's what, well, that's one of the big messages. Like, if you watch the movie again and try and pull a Jordan and hyper-focus on one thing, look for the amount of advertising, uh, specifically, like, Starbucks. In the first, I think, five minutes, there was one scene, there was, like, seven cups, seven Starbucks cups in view of the camera. Yeah. Right yeah. when he was, like, uh, doing photocopying. Yeah, and I think that was a... Uh, a little play on like how much advertising had blown up yeah. for that generation. Yeah, according to to this one, it was the uh, presents the the movie presents a social commentary about consumerist culture, um, especially the feminization of American culture and its effects on masculinity. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I would say the the movie is still relevant today in terms of like the the effect of consumerism on. On people and we're just like so many people are just stuck in their their cubicle jobs and then they just go on to just buy whatever bullshit like that definitely still happens but like i i don't know like there was the the ones i forget what they talk about they talk about like a generation that was uh raised by women or something like that or something like that i yeah i don't i like agree with that stuff like i understand where he was able to allow those those people to uh like have a, a like a primal release to to like try to give them purpose because their lives are just so meaningless like they just need something so like i get that part of like pulling them into the cult but i i didn't really understand maybe it's just because like i was raised by a single mom so like I, I didn't feel like that was a negative part but i i don't know yeah i think a big play in the movie is like it's a because they, they, they talk about masculinity a lot like when they're on the bus and he like sees that Gucci ad with one dude in a pair of like skimpy box or skimpy yeah. underwear and another dude just straight up not even wearing it, just holding it in front of him. He's like, is that what a real man is? I think that was the, that was where the comment about raised by mothers came from. Cause Tyler Durden in the beginning was all about like, we're, we've changed. Like we're no longer hunter gatherers. So what are we? We're not men. Yeah. He also said something about like, if our fathers were modeled after God, and if our, I forget how he worded it, but like if our fathers left, like what does that mean or something like that? It's, it's like I, I kind of vaguely get what he was going for, but like it just it's I felt like the conclusion of like over feminization is bad is is wrong. Like I, I didn't really like basically he's saying toxic max masculinity is like good and we should continue doing it, which yeah. I don't agree with. Yeah, I don't think well. I've never really looked into toxic masculinity. I'm assuming it's just like the the 50s. Like, I'm going to work. I'm going to make the money. You're going to sit at home, clean my house, make me food, and pop out babies. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, and just using, like, violence as an answer to all of your problems and stuff like that. That's fair. Yeah, that is a very male thing. <laughs> Although, watching this movie, I would 100% I would join a fight club. The one that doesn't devolve into Project Mayhem, but... Just like yeah. a bunch of guys getting together that beat the shit out of each other occasionally. I definitely think it's healthy to uh, have some kind of primal activity that you're like you're. I mean, you are still just like a monkey, right? So like your your brain still does desire those things, whether you want it to or not. I want two things. I want monkey pussy. I want grapes, and I want to fight someone. <laughs> so, and I, I mean, realistically, like like. Is is Marla like like the only woman in this whole movie, and she's basically just like a fuck doll? Yeah, yeah. Except for the end when they hold hands, and that was adorable. After yeah. he shot himself, 
themselves in the head. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I guess this movie was made in '99, so we've uh, come a long way in, in terms of that shit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the movie's got uh, definitely a '90s feel to it with that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, Masculinity's good. You gotta be strong and fight, and blah, 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 blah. you can't possibly be sensitive as a man. That's just gay. <laughs> We still have an issue with that today, but it's not yeah, as big but of an issue for sure. Yeah. It's not it's not in all the media like it was in the nineties. Yeah. And I mean like it, it it's it's unfortunate because like the movie does have a good a lot of good points. Like it, we are definitely a, a lost generation that has like we, we struggle for purpose because like whereas previous generations had wars and whatnot to distract them, like old wars that were they, they felt like they had a purpose whereas with us we're all just kind of like wandering around aimlessly just buying shit so yeah i think we should... our purpose is to take down wall street yeah that's what yeah, our purpose GME, is now. <laughs> um actually funny story about that i was the uh, the moment i opened reddit this morning fucking first ad was a robin hood ad and they're like this is like trying to explain why they're not yeah. assholes but you're 100 percent assholes because they're owned by the same company that owns the hedge fund that lost like billions of dollars apparently yeah yeah there definitely is a connection between them and that that's why they made it so that no one could buy and only sell and then when they did allow buying you could only buy like five at a time or five stocks i mean minus his uh uh like the cult culty part uh his his like terrorist plan was good like i mean he got all the civilians out and went on he just blew up the not that it would really work that way, where you can just blow up a few buildings and everyone's debt goes away. But if that was the case, that's a good plan. Yeah, uh, we we do not condone terrorism. Oh, I do, I do, a hundred percent. Kill them all. <laughs> you condone okay, domestic terrorism if it means taking down the banks. Absolutely, that's fair. And I mean, all we have to do is get the working. I'm an anti-capitalist. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that would I I feel like it would never work nowadays just because like back then they're Yeah, they're like what's the internet? Yeah, and also it was you we own this whole building and this is where we keep all of our records instead of like yeah, we have 19 servers spread across the country and we just rent this floor of a building. Yeah. You're never going to be able to take it all out now. Back in the glory yeah. days, we should have got in on this back when we were at, uh, what I was 7 in 1999 seven or eight yeah i was eight i think the only mention of the internet in this thing is that in one of their like uh cult rooms there's like the sound of dial-up in the background <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that was just for the narrator's job after he like yeah. beat the shit out of himself which oh during that scene when he's in his boss's office uh that was like a huge giveaway when he's like beating the shit out of himself and he's like this somehow reminds me of my uh, first fight with Tyler. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the same thing. It almost seemed like like, like the way he played it. Like, it almost seemed like there was someone in there, like maybe in like a green suit or something like that. Just, it, but it was like he was losing control of his body. Like yeah, I think he so. left, and then it was literally like he was watching someone beat him up, and that, there was an actual because his hand like started shaking and everything like that yeah it sort of looked fish. like he lost control yeah. of his right arm because that was the only one that was feeding shots and even that was the same one he picked himself up off of the ground yeah it legitimately looked like someone else picked him up 
Yeah, I had I had problems with that kind of stuff because like punching yourself with one hand if you're only doing one shot at a time makes sense. You're gonna use your dominant hand, right? But there was a couple things where he was fighting Durden where he was doing moves that weren't possible without external help, yet it's supposed to be just him. Like, especially near the end, when you already know he is Tyler Durden and they're fighting in the car park, Tyler Durden's dragging him backwards by his hair, and it shows it on the video camera and everything that there's no one there, and he's just sliding backwards with nothing. Yeah. I guess it was just a just nail in the coffin that t- Tyler Durden's not real. He's crazy beans. Actually, yeah. Tyler Durden is real. Yeah. The narrator technically is fake. What did you guys um, think when he shot himself? I found it a weird decision to, like, make it so that his back of his head was blown out. Like, not that you... Like, people do survive shooting themselves, but it's like, if you wanted him to continue to talk after that point, you really should have made him shoot himself in the cheek or something different did he not shoot himself on the cheek it looked i guess maybe like maybe he did i was basing it off of being the same as the back of tyler's head and the back yeah. of tyler's head was blown the fuck out yes <laughs> he shot tyler durden in the head but himself in the cheek which i didn't like that either because it's uh, okay. the same person you can't yeah i think that was more like the a symbolic like okay yeah we're done i'm killing you that's why he was had his whole head blown out whereas yeah. he only fucked up his cheek the the tyler the tyler durden part of his brain was that it's in his cheek <laughs> it's his left molar yeah yeah i would have liked it better if they just like say marla came in at the last second and like made him like jerk it and like more directly miss but the way they shot it it made it seem like he <laughs> shot the back of his neck out and then was still talking and i was like what <laughs> i thought that's what he meant by like curing him just just make him jerk it and then he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Yep. <laughs> what does Marla do? She makes me jerk it. I'm, I'm okay. Post not clarity. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it had something to do because I, I can't remember. Like I'd have to see a picture or watch the scene again. But the angle he was sitting at would his like psycho vision of Tyler Durden have known he wasn't pointing it at his cheek. Because I know he was slightly turned in the chair, and the angle that it was shot at, like when he actually pulled the trigger. I couldn't tell, anyways, that he wasn't aiming straight up. Like, you could just see the gun in his mouth. I don't know why I keep yeah. pantomiming a gun in my mouth. Like, yeah. Not be able to talk. Like, oh, yeah. Well, he was talking loud. It's kind of like this. I do like that in the beginning of the movie. What was that? What's the thing he said? Uh, oh, when there's a barrel of gun in your mouth, you only talk in vowels. Yeah. That brought me back to CS. Yep. Like, Counter Strike days, because that was the. When you loaded into the. Corporate killers, yeah, corporate Eagle killer. Five server. Yeah, I would always say that. Also, there was a there was a scene when when Bob died, and they brought him in. I had a moment of clarity <laughs> because you nutted for it? no for years. Like I hadn't seen this movie. Like I seen it maybe once a while back, and. And Jordan would say these random at random points in time. He was just like, his name is Robert Paulson. I was like, what? And then he'd say it again. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I just started <laughs> going along with it. So Jordan would say it, then I would say it, not knowing where it was from. I completely forgot that it was in this movie. I thought it was just a meme Jordan saw that I missed. And I was like, I'll just go with it. And that just shows you... You're a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny. I'll say it too. And that's how the Nazis started. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. With Robert Paulson? No. Oh. Well, it ended with Robert Paulson, but it also started with Robert Paulson. It ended with Robert Paulson? Yeah. Well, Robert he Paulson ended. was Helt. He got shooted. Heltler. He was Heltler. Heltler. Yeah. Heltler Skelter? Yeah, Bollywood Hitler. He's Hotler. He's Hotler? <laughs> yeah. Because he's so fat, he's hot all the time. <laughs> I want to know why the people in, like, a couple cities over were standing in the kitchen saying his name is Robert Paulson when they didn't even know the guy and I don't know why they would know he died unless they're just like calling each other and be like, yo, bro, they died. Well, I mean, after that, it was, uh, what's his name? Tyler Durden had come there on a, the Thursday before Edward Norton's character got there. Yeah. So maybe I'm assuming like he, he filled them in like, okay, you have no names in Project Mayhem until you die. Here's an example. This man died. His name is Robert Paulson. Or maybe I mean, maybe they took that as... So maybe someone ended up dying in that thing. Because that, that one guy was pretty fucked up. So maybe the other guy also died in, in whatever. And Robert Paulson was just... That's the name you get when you die. Oh, maybe. Or maybe they just didn't know his name. Because yeah. it seemed like, uh, like when uh, the narrator was searching through the house... He opened up Tyler Durden's room, and on yeah. the back of the door, it said uh, "Human Sacrifices." I had all their IDs, yeah. so I'm assuming mm-hmm. they don't even know who each other are. Like, this is Fight Club. You don't talk to each yeah, other. They, you beat they the said shit that each other. They said like that. You, like nobody has names, and then they're like, when he was like, when non crazy, he was just like, "What the fuck?" He had a name, and they're just they like interpret that as like gospel, and they're like, "Oh, I get it. When you die, you." have a name like yeah. you be you, that's when you get your identity back is when yeah. you die for the call. yeah yeah i just didn't understand why because the timeline's real sketchy the bob yeah. died and then he went flying and then these other people are now fucking chanting robert paulson that are in a different city it's it doesn't say how much time has passed if any time has passed and why these other people are chanting robert paulson I think it was just out of respect, like, because he was a part... He died for Project Mayhem, so they're like, okay, we need to honor him by chanting his name over and over again, which... That started... But were the other cities easy. even doing Project Mayhem? Because there was no evidence of that either. It was all all, all done in the one city. Yeah, well, that from what we saw, right? But he, he was explaining when he, like, when uh, Edward Norton went to the police station to turn himself in... Um, he was saying that there's multiple cells in multiple cities that can operate independently of a central leader. So Mm -hmm. assuming they all have the same mission because he doesn't know what's going on because Tyler Durden. So when he was in his crazy phase, handed out sealed envelopes to each individual with their missions, quote unquote. So it's entirely possible that he's like, okay, this is what the, the basic plan is to like whoever the leader is, uh, in that cell. Um, and he was just like, okay, this is the, this is the plan figure out how to do it so it's like this is how you can make the bombs uh slash soap uh these are the buildings we want gone you figure out the logistics yeah because you never really find out because i like the movie ends right as all the explosives go off in that city so you don't know if there was multiple um bombs that were made for the other cities right because he was saying that they had the different cells there and he had a lot of well he only had four folders for that city four or six six i think he only took a few but uh in a scene earlier it showed all the folders and there was like 10 and they were bombing 10 buildings right so was it 10 there was only six that blew up uh, at the end right i thought i thought it said they were hitting 10 credit card companies 
could be. Oh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I thought I counted only six explosions. Could be. One, two. Oh, unless it was, like, building behind building, because they was all, like, grouped up in one section, right? Yeah, it doesn't really matter how many there was, though. Um, one issue I did have near the end of it, uh, when he, Edward Norton was getting the shit kicked out of him by his ghost friend, um, why are you doing that? Why are you beating the shit out of your own body? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. That's like keying my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's trying to take control, physically beat the spirit of the other half. Oh, I guess that makes sense. And I guess, well, it's every time he falls asleep, or he thinks he falls asleep, that's when Tyler Durden comes out. So he's like, I gotta knock this motherfucker out so I can take control. And then, I guess, yeah, near near the end, when he was, like, sitting in the chair... There, there couldn't have been anyone else there because he was literally sitting in a chair holding a gun in his own mouth. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Do you think it was ethical of uh, Edward Norton's character to go to all those support groups even though he was not uh, afflicted by any of the... Well, presumably wasn't afflicted by any of the illnesses for them? And would you huh? fuck Chloe? Uh, ethical? If he wasn't taking someone else to the spot that actually had the illness, and he wasn't, like, doing anything destructive there, I don't have a problem with doing something to ease your own pain. Yeah, because he never... He said it, he's like, when he was describing going, he, he, he said that he didn't say anything. And then that... Uh, when you don't say anything in these meetings, people automatically assume like it's real bad. Yeah. So I don't think he 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 just went there to be cared for. He didn't go there with the like with malicious intent to use whatever they had to get him that care. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I'm just so. I was thinking of like the perspective of uh the let's say the person running the meeting for testicular cancer like if he found out that this guy's just coming here because oh he'd be he so can't pissed slip. yeah like oh, that's yeah. where i think it's fucked up but yeah, I mean, he, he'd be pissed but again if the guy's not causing any problems and it's actually helping him you're there to help people so it's... yeah that's kind of the perspective i would take is that he was also listening right so he was helping the people that are afflicted regardless of what he was getting out of it uh he was still helping the other people that were there so i don't think there's anything like ethically wrong with it his reasons for being there are definitely questionable but as long as he's participating and helping the others in the group then i don't see an issue with him okay yeah so i guess if it if we flip the script and talk about marla because i don't you don't ever really see her participate yeah her she's she's definitely not ethical but you could argue that because she's we don't know other than she's a drug addict we don't really know why she's like super poor but um she generally is just looking for cheap entertainment and there's food there so she's definitely less ethical but at the same time she's like probably borderline homeless so okay and on to the second part of the the question would you rail chloe <laughs> Who's no. chloe? Chloe was the... The one, uh, oh the one with cancer yeah she has lubes she yeah. said it <laughs> Would you yeah. toss fuck her it. a pity fuck? I mean, why not? Man, I'll fuck her to death. Oh. I'll make it so good that she's gonna take long. Is, is that she, fat joke? She... I I mean, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those situations where it's like her dying wish is to get laid. It's like who who is gonna 
unless you're in a committed relationship like who is gonna be like fuck no die alone like what you know what i'll say it i wouldn't because i don't want her to die in disappointment <laughs> man you're not that confident you should nope. uh, work you should work on it. uh what 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 does he say uh self-improvement is masturbation and you already do that so oh a lot maybe do it Just too much maybe cut do, back on it do the other part the self-improvement part that oh, is also talking about oh. lotions and lubes oh yeah <laughs> need to pamper do, do yourself more not <laughs> masturbate yeah <laughs> uh, uh. i know because like if i'm doing it we're still talking about this clothing yeah. <laughs> i'll make it sure like she's my priority it's not i'm, I'm here to get my nut off like i'm going to make sure that she's satisfied and can pass away happy and then i'll jerk off on her to get my nut off and then i'll get some clarity and be like i, I shouldn't have done this <laughs> what if she died would you still jerk off yeah i'm not a savage i mean i gotta get... like in the bathroom <laughs> no yeah. oh right there he said no, i'm gonna go home obviously oh. <laughs> i'm gonna call it and be like hey this lady died how <laughs> it was my uh pee pee and then I'm going to go home and respectfully mourn her while masturbating. Using your own tears. As lube. No, obviously I'm going to steal some okay. of the lubes that she's got there. Yeah, she she's not going to use it anymore. I feel like I'm going to steal her tears. No. <laughs> hey, before you go, can you just cry into this? I got something. <laughs> you know I have lotions all around here. Yeah, shut up, bitch. So that's the new hashtag. Hashtag plug Chloe. Yeah. Also, if there's any people that are, are, are dying right now, I am single and I am willing to dedicate enough time to make sure that you're happy. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> My business email is... <laughs> I got the Jordan dick for the fucked. sick. <laughs> At AOL. Hashtag dick for the sick. That's a great hashtag. 2021's off to a great start. Uh, <laughs> I the movie I really liked the first two thirds, uh, with the like Justin said the more Buddhist vibes to it, because it seemed a lot more realistic. He's just gathering a bunch of people who are pissed off and they're having an outlet. I stopped enjoying the movie as much once it turned into a mega cult that invaded all the fucking, uh, like, police force and all the banks and all that kind of stuff. That's when I my suspension for disbelief kind of broke there because it was a little extreme. You think not that's... not as not as methods was extreme, just the ability to infiltrate everything he needed. And have everything work out perfectly without, like, seeming to put in anything other than, let's fight. Okay, now we're going to blow shit up. I think, I, I actually enjoyed that part because, like, the way he was talking, it was always like, uh, or like, when he when they cornered and, and almost castrated the police chief, he's like, we are, like, everyone. We're the blue-collar workers, we're the people that mow your lawn, the people that watch you while you sleep, we're the security. So it's always Proletariat. like... Yeah, everyone that basically makes society function as a capitalist society. Um, and I don't know anyone in that position now that wouldn't do that shit. Be like, oh, we're going to fuck over the rich people? Hell yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll leave the back door open for you. 
Although it'd be a lot harder nowadays because there's a lot better security cameras and more of them. Unless, unless that's your platform and you're running for election, then no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not voting for you. <laughs> See, they're fucking liars. The only <laughs> I, way... uh, I agree with the sentiment of like fuck over the rich and all that kind of stuff, but I would never dirty my own hands with it because I, I, I'm not gonna blow up a building. And in this day and age, that's actually not going to change anything whatsoever, right? So yeah, but if you blow up like ten buildings, that still won't change anything. I'll blow up. In order Google. to actually reset society, you have to blow up all of society. I had a wicked thought, and I don't know where it came from. I was watching a another movie. Uh, oh yeah, Outside the Wire. It was new on Netflix. It was pretty good. Check it out. Um, but it made me think, like, every movie that you see when they're bombing something or they're nuking something, it's like, yeah, we're going to aim for the major cities. Would it not be more effective and cause way more chaos to nuke everywhere else? So so think of it this way. Instead of me uh, hypothetically nuking Toronto, if I nuked, like, farmlands, boom. The people in Toronto mm -hmm. aren't going to have food for much longer because I just killed everything 100%. And then it would cause more chaos because then the Toronto mans would start eating each other. Yeah, you. that's like main part of war. You can't just go to the, the middle and try and blow it up. You have to blow up supply chains. Does anyone want to start making soap? <laughs> <laughs> I know Justin's in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the movie actually, actually, it seemed like it had like a really big budget for like a nineties movie. It was 63 million to make this movie. And only... put a lot of money into the intro and the CGI penguin. Yeah, that was honestly, that CGI penguin was great. Where, who played the penguin? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably Jared Leto. He's, he's one of those actors. It was like a child's voice though. <laughs> I gotta Google maybe, maybe David Finchner's child, or is the love child? Who's of, David Finchner? It's the director Finchner. Oh, um, maybe it's the love child of Marla and Tyler Durden. She got pregnant and had it very quickly. Um, it, it made what did it mean? One hundred one million at the box office, so it still made money. All, overall, you know, I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was it's a very good movie. The message is good. Um, had its uh, suspenseful moments, and then also it, the the thriller aspect was nice. And then it had those comedy moments that uh, to just cut in there. I think that those were really well done. Yeah, the the comedy bits are still held up pretty good. Uh, like yeah, I really like the movie too. The only the only part I found that that didn't really need to be there was, like I said at the beginning, the him discovering that he is uh, Tyler Durden because it was like, I mean, this was my second or third watching, but it was like painfully obvious, like that's what was going on already. So it just felt unnecessary for maybe if they just briefly said it for like one scene, but it was like 10, 15 minutes of that. Yeah, overall, I definitely enjoyed the movie, too. Um, like I said, I enjoyed the ending less, but the first two-thirds were really good, and I was really interested, so. How would you 
um, rewrite the ending so that you, like so that you would find it more enjoyable, Jeff. Well, I wouldn't have the whole mega cult invade everything with a bunch of bums thing, right? It would probably be more brute force, less, less subterfuge, because the whole thing, the whole movie was about male fucking toxicity, basically, right? And then they're like, also, we're super geniuses, masters of stealth, can get into anything, we are everything kind of thing. I'd probably just do it more brute force way. Which, I don't know if that's better, worse, whatever, but that's just, that to me would fit the movie more and also be more realistic. I guess so, yeah. I, I think, uh, I think that, like, the brute force is, is almost what you see, like, like, I'm not saying, like, the protests are the brute force, but then that's what the... Someone's like when you see people protesting or something like that, or it turns into rioting or stuff. That's to me, that's the brute force, and that is almost I'm not gonna say like overdone, but like you, when you see a protest, you're like, okay, like the like they're they're doing they're just protesting again, but the the actual fact that you don't know like what's happening. Like having like the secret cells and then just knowing like, hey, any one of us could be this thing. And it, that to me is just, just the, the fear and the anxiety behind that. I think it makes it nice. Definitely like they definitely seemed very, very culty at the end. But but having a cult that worked, I guess. Yeah, I, I think the, I I don't mind that as a concept, the ability to infiltrate everything and be super super subterfuge and whatnot. As a concept, uh, that's fine. I just didn't find it fit with the rest of the theme of the movie. Yeah, it it definitely felt like a little bit too prevalent. Like when he's in the police thing, like what is it? All but one cop. Is All converted. but the chief of police or whatever <laughs> yeah, is is converted, and it was like. Yeah. Okay, maybe one or two, but like the whole fucking room, like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was like if they were beat cops, so like the ones in the blue uniforms, the ones that are out on the streets, that would make more sense to me. But detectives, like you have to work towards that. Yeah. So that's not something mm -hmm. they'd be like, okay, I fight dudes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and now we're gonna blow shit up together because fuck society. Like, no, you're yeah, you're like you obviously have a strong dedication to the the law because you made it to detective. No one just like goes through police academy and like, upon right, detective. you're a detective you're csi and you're a fucking meter maid be like what did i do jimmy you shit on his shoes yeah yeah that that that's exactly what i was thinking yeah and i think it's this the cells makes the most sense like i i struggle to call it a cult just because they don't really worship tyler durden like he's their obviously oh, hell de facto yes, they leader. do but... Everything he says, they repeat, just yeah. like in passing. Even if he's not there, you, they're in another room. You hear them repeating what he's told them. It is definitely a cult, and they definitely worship him. Yeah, like when bitch tits is on the table, like that is a hundred percent. Like they they interpret the shit he says, even though it's not what he's trying to say. They interpret it as gospel. Like that's why they say it's like his name over and over again and shit like that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was just gonna call it like straight up terrorist organization because well, terrorist organizations in a way are cults, right? 
they yeah. find some kind of doctrine or person that has some sort of doctrine and then just follow it to extremist beliefs. Fuck America! I'm all I'm racist that right now. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent. I say glass <laughs> it, make it a farmland. Fuck them. We'll move Mexico up, and any surviving mutants, we're gonna move them to Australia. Actually, no, we're gonna swap Australia and the United States. I'll take uh, some Aussies. Australia's. <laughs> pretty shitty too we'll take the australian people not the australian politicians oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah sure. we're only going to take the norm what, what about the, the new zealand we'll bring the new zealand no over. they're fine they're, they're separated from australia I they want just... they have been doing good enough on their own yeah, i don't, don't want to i don't want to people doing good <laughs> plus i would rather not have more samoans near me because if i say one wrong thing to a samoan i'm fucking dead yeah. <laughs> i my head is going to be bitch tit bobs but instead of a bullet it's going to be a hand you don't fuck with Samoans. Yeah. So you're, you've already learned the lesson. So what do you got to be afraid of? I he still no say stupid shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you never yeah. know what's going to piss an individual person off. Like, I could walk up to, to one person. Did you just assume what would piss me off? No, I'm assuming that everything will piss you off. Therefore, if I don't know you, I'm not going to say it to you. But well, Do some masturbation and self-improve. Like yeah, right but I now. can't do that. Okay, but like, if I'm in, if I'm at the mall with my friends and I see a Samoan, be like, okay, I gotta jerk off real quick, guys, because I need some post nut clarity before I tell you this funny story. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want to piss that guy off. Seems fine to me. In the middle, you of jack the off in public. <laughs> I knew I my mean... New York fries were too salty. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do, man. I didn't think I ordered a patin. <laughs> All right, ratings. Let's get some ratings in. Justin. Uh, like eight and a half, probably. That's a solid. We're off to a good start. Holy oh, fuck. Yeah. All right, Jeff. What do you guys think I'd rate it? Let's play a game. Um, I must say Jeff's going to give it a 6.5. 6. 6.5 or 6 to 7. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I, I'm giving it a 7. It's a movie I would probably watch again one day. When we're gonna start the cult? <laughs> His name is Robert Paulson. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna give it. A, I'm stuck between like an eight, uh, eight or a nine. So I think I'm gonna go with Justin eight and a half because this is a very, very good movie. It, it holds up even today um, with a lot of the messages. Um, the only thing I would change is add more meatloaf to the soundtrack because yeah. you got the bitch in the movie. Put them on the goddamn album. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do the the same thing. Eight, eight and a half, definitely a um, solid movie. Well, like was written well. Um, so we got a uh, eight point one two five out of ten. Hell yeah! This is one of the better movies that we we've we've watched, or There's we think so many bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> We got a ten ten. You didn't like ten ten. No, I'm never calling it ten in again because it's. 10-10. I don't. It, all these movies, it, it's like they would be more bearable if they just weren't so fucking long. It's like all these movies are like fucking two and a half hours long. What the fuck? Yeah, this one I think, actually. Go ahead. This one was like two fifteen two. Yeah. Yeah. But. I I think the the main problem with the other ones is they're trying to be too smart. Yeah. but then fail at delivering and explaining the basic things 
And then you just like, well, I'm you're trying to make me think about what's happening in this movie, but then what I'm thinking about doesn't make sense. So why would I think about it? Whereas this one's just like, shit sucks. Let's blow it up. Yeah, I, I think maybe part of like the this list we have is like it's supposed to be mind fucks or whatever, right? Like, yeah, maybe some of these movies just got on the list because like stupid people were actually just confused at the end. And rather coming to the conclusion that like the movie's bad, they came to the conclusion that they just couldn't understand it. So it's mind fucking. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just a bad movie. It was intentionally done that way to make you think. Whereas. Yeah, like Jeff said, the especially the tenant. It was kind of dumb. Uh, yeah, it, it reverses the entropy. I don't know what that means. Entropy to me is, as far as I know, chaos. So how you, how can you reverse that? That means it's order to me. And I think I, I learned that from Jurassic Park. I, I can't remember. I think it was Jeff Goldblum talking about the water and entropy. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely you need... In order to make the movie good like you can have it so you can be like the world's greatest director but if you write a movie that just no one understands uh, you're you're not gonna have a good time and then you can't just toss it into a category and be like oh i just i fucked their minds like no you didn't you you, you pissed me off for because it's the same thing as like oh when you when you have someone that uses like a bunch of big words just because they can like just to dig into you that you're just like yeah indubitably yeah like yeah. if i got some asshole come up and be like i'm very eloquently spoken i'd be like why can't you just say i got good words g yeah <laughs> don't be an asshole <laughs> you want to sound i am very smart <laughs> you want to sound sophisticated but you just sound like an asshole and now i'm picturing you in a fucking fedora or a trilby because that's what a lot of the neckbeards wear are trilbies and it's not actually a fedora Think of a 1940s mobster. That's a fedora. Think of a sweaty, fat fuck in Walmart screaming at Rick and Morty. That's a trilby. <laughs> All right. I remember, the... I had to fight Jeff once because he was uh, dead set on buying a fedora. I told him he wasn't allowed to. I don't think they look bad. <laughs> I'm a I still don't think you. they look bad. I think it's just... You might fucking... be able to pull one off now, but old you i wouldn't have gone yeah okay here's what we we'll do we'll plan him at a whole outfit it's he's gonna, he's gonna have an <laughs> mma t-shirt a fucking uh vest not a sweater vest you're going a full like you can get a three-piece uh, yeah. suit just take the vest and wear that so wear your dumbass shirt. trilby you're gonna have white socks pulled up to your knees you're gonna wear chucks or converse uh, my dad's got a trench coat i could wear that's yeah. hot. He's got to have he's got to have the chain on the the wallet. Yeah, I was about to go there. He's gonna have the chain on the wallet, and his wallet is gonna be a Rick and Morty themed, and it's gonna say Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Yeah. My wall, my wallet's a World of Warcraft wallet. Yeah. Does it have a chain on it? No. Throw it out. <laughs> this is your Favorite new life. Characters. This is your new aesthetic. Steffi Roth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next episode next week, uh, we've got the Machinist. And judging by the picture, it's gross. I think this is actually a, uh, one thing similar. Uh, this has to do with insomnia as well. Yeah, but uh, one thing that I'm going to hate is it's not... Uh, tr like, you can't stay awake for as long as this guy does in this movie. It, it It's not physically possible. You die after six to eight months, and this guy yeah, was awake I haven't for seen over it, a year. But um, in Fight Club... 
don't they mention that where he's like, can you, you can die? And, he's, and the doctor's like, no, you can't die. If not yeah. And I was like, yes, you can. What? Yeah. And also the doctor was like, like I get, cause Edward Norton's character was like tapping his leg. So he's like, okay, he just wants pills of some sort, but can you get addicted to sleeping pills? Yeah. Cause like uh, you take a couple no. of those, you're fucking out. I'm <laughs> like, I can't go on a bender. <laughs> I slept for 36 hours. <laughs> Uh, you can't get, I don't think you can get psychologically addicted, but you can get like, um, uh, what's the word? Whereas you ha- gain an inability to fall asleep without them, uh, reliance, basically yeah. dependency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did find the, in the early parts of fight club, like the his description of insomnia, fairly accurate to how I feel when I, cause every once in a while I'll get it too. And you're just like in a fucking weird fog. My mom's been on sleeping pills for like fucking eight years, and she definitely has a dependency of them. Yeah, which is not good because they don't give you good sleep. They just yeah. You out. They give you some sleep, but they definitely reduce your deep and REM sleep. Well, they also fucking it's terrible. Uh, when I first started on my depression meds, I couldn't sleep at all, so I went on uh, sleeping pills for like two weeks. And that was back when I used to drink milk a lot. And it made milk taste like aluminum foil. And I fucking hated oh, it. That's bad. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't just like you wake up, okay, you have a dry mouth, milk tastes like aluminum foil. It was the next 24 hours. It was fucking awful. I don't drink what milk. So. What's you do to my milk? I don't drink milk because that's it looks too much like something else. Ranch. Um. Ranch. What? <laughs> <laughs> don't drink ranch justin you, you, you put it on your salads and your pizzas and your toes speaking of drinking cum to get freaky uh, <laughs> i could see why in the early 2000s though that people were girls were obsessed with this actor whatever his name is i can't because he's fucking yeah. cut in a uh, uh, yeah he is glass <laughs> That, I know I, I never found him yeah. that attractive <laughs> afterward, but this movie was something else. I'm more of a Chris Farley man myself. Did you just make this no podcast idea. gay? Uh, you made this podcast gay by inviting a half gay. I mean, you all y'all have been talking about post clarity nut. Do we need to have a, a hot boy section of each movie. Oh, Shelby's uh, getting in on this. Name all the hot boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're included for the diversity, Jeff. That's it. We need a, we had a quota. We nailed it. How? Yeah, we got twelve and a half percent gay up yeah. in here. I mean, they do say sexuality is a spectrum, so like autism, we, we'd have to figure out the percentage of gay on everyone and then add it all up. All right, we can do that with one simple question: What is the least amount of money you would accept uh, to suck a dick? Who's dick? I'm not talking to you because yours is. Uh, I will give you a hundred dollars to suck your dick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that because like, like, like I don't glory I have, hole. So I have it's two just checks on my desk right now, having cash. Like I, apparently, it, it would have to be like a life changing amount of money, I guess, for me to really care. But if I had to put a number on it, I would say I'm like ten to fifteen percent k, I guess. 10 to 15k just because like if i if i base it off of like what zach where he's like repulsed when he sees a dick and it like freaks out and gets all weird 
where it's like i don't have any reaction like that so i would have to mean if if zach is the baseline of like 100 percent straight then i must be like 10 to 15 percent gay because i definitely don't have those reactions that's true zach is that's why he's he's getting big because he doesn't want to see his dick anymore yeah <laughs> that's gay Got i don't him. look at it i don't touch it in the shower i don't wash my booty hole because yeah. i don't you don't you don't put your fingers in the crack i jerk off in the dark too just because don't want to chance it <laughs> but how are you gonna know like he might get it on you yeah but if i like like say if, if the screen light just catches it right as I finish and then I see it I'm like oh my god. What's but no, happening? you can't jerk off because that's gay because you're touching a dick. You're uh, jerking a dick off. No, I wear gloves. <laughs> that's where all the fucking gloves went. <laughs> Trying to manhandle some chicken without getting salmonellas on my hands. Turns out Zach's been jacking off with it. Man, if someone gets to the end of this podcast, <laughs> this fuck. is the little surprise at the end where we say cunt and talk about jacking off. Yeah. All right, everybody. His name. Is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. Cunson? His name is Cunt Cunson. 